0: Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. We are here in episode three, and what we've been doing is we've been going through the seven daily choices, talking about them so that you have the frameworks in your mindset so that as we go forward with this podcast and we come back to these ideas again and again and again, you're going to see these frameworks play out in our own lives, in public life, and in different ways. And so we want to encourage you to get these locked in. And if you don't have them written down, they're going to be in the show notes, but we want to encourage you to get these frameworks and come back to them time after time after time okay so we want to encourage you to do that and stick with us and today we're going to talk about how we sustain a thriving life together see because so often we can get into relationships we can even have good relationships solid relationships but then something happens and they break and we're not able to get back on where we're able to move forward together and so we want to help you to sustain a thriving life together and there are two choices that are really the secret to sustaining a thriving life and The first is this, forgiveness. Guess what, you're not perfect. Nobody else is perfect. The people you love, the people you care for, they are not perfect. The only perfect person in the universe is God himself. The only perfect person to walk on the face of the earth was Jesus who was God in the flesh, fully human, fully God. He's the only one who's ever done it. So you're not perfect, I'm not perfect, none of us are perfect, and if we can't forgive each other, then we are always gonna have relationships that struggle. So, what does it look like to live a life that is filled with and defined by forgiveness? I want to encourage you to race to forgiveness. It's been said that when we choose not to forgive somebody else, it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. And we don't want to live like that. We want to live free lives, lives filled with peace. And it's going to require us to live a life of forgiveness. And so we're going to encourage you, don't wait, don't hesitate. When you're hurt, race to forgiveness. We want you to be in a hurry to forgive people. We want you moving as fast as you can to forgive others. And here's how we race to forgiveness. First of all, you want to recognize your own brokenness. Listen, you're not perfect, and you have to take responsibility for what's not perfect in you. That is your job. You cannot hang on to other people's imperfections and ignore your own. As Jesus said, get the log out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of somebody else's. You've got to look at yourself first. Recognize your brokenness. Then number two, you're going to accept pre-forgiveness. So you're going to accept forgiveness my for my friend Ford Taylor gave me this term pre-forgiveness and it's the idea that I forgive people even before they sin against me the Bible says this that we are to love one another as Christ loved us and how did Christ love us Romans 5 8 while we were still sinners Jesus died for us before we changed before we knew we were wrong before we admitted we were wrong Jesus had already gone before us and died for us us, Jesus chose to pre-forgive us even before we had asked for it, deserved it, or even needed it. He had already chosen forgiveness. I like to say this, you, people can be offensive, but you have to choose to be offended. You have to choose to take offense. So don't take offense. Start off your life choosing to accept that people are going to mess up and they're gonna be wrong. More than that, we're going to accept forgiveness for other people because we've been forgiven. And the amount that we've been forgiven is greater than the sins committed against us. And we can sit and line them up all we want, but at the end of the day, we have been forgiven. Now, for some of you out there, if you are Christians, Now, not everybody who listens to this podcast is always going to be a Christian and believe in Jesus. But if you are a Christian, you have to forgive people the way you've been forgiven. And here's how that works. Every sin you ever thought, wanted, did, committed, the ones people know, the ones people don't know, every sin in your life has been forgiven for eternity. And If you have accepted the blood of Jesus, then all your sins are forgiven. But here's the thing. If Jesus is Lord of your life and you believe that he died on a cross, he died on a cross to die for the sins once for all, all men of all time for all sin, one time for all sin, Jesus died. If you believe that, you believe that Jesus died for the sins others have yet to commit against you let me say that again you believe that jesus died for the sins that others have yet to commit against you and even if they haven't accepted the payment of his blood you have and if you are a believer in jesus and you have accepted jesus as lord of your life then you have said jesus blood is enough and so i'm not going to hold other people's wrongs against them now for those of you who aren't christians you've also been forgiven you have not been perfect and people have forgiven you. And because people have forgiven you, you need to forgive other people. Now, there may be that one person out there listening right now who's saying, nope, nobody's ever forgiven me. That's why I don't want to forgive anybody else. Nobody's ever let me off the hook. So start the ball rolling. Go first change your world. You are empowered to choose something different. You, If you've not been forgiven, then you know how hard that can be. If you've not been forgiven for things you've done wrong, you know how much that weighs on you and the guilt holds you down. Don't do that to other people. Set them free of their guilt. Accept forgiveness for them even before they commit a sin against you. So we want to recognize our own brokenness, and then we want to accept pre-forgiveness, and then because of that, we want to cancel the debt. Now, here's one of the things that we have to understand. There is a difference between forgiving somebody and trusting somebody. Let me say that again. There is a difference between forgiving somebody and trusting somebody. I, out of wisdom, may not get have the same relationship with somebody post-forgiveness, that I had pre-forgiveness. Post their wrong, after they've done wrong to me, I may not end up in the same relationship. Our relationship may be changed for their sake, for my sake, for everyone's sake. Wisdom may say that this relationship is not going to return to where it was before the sin was committed. But that doesn't mean somebody owes you something. It's okay to say This relationship can't be the same. It's not okay to say, you still owe me. If you're going to forgive people, you have to cancel any debt. They don't owe you anything. It doesn't mean what they did isn't wrong. It doesn't mean for their own sake they shouldn't change. And it doesn't mean the relationship will go back to the place it was before they wronged you. It does mean they don't owe you anything going forward. They don't owe you anything. Now, you don't owe them anything, but they don't owe you anything. The debt is canceled. So we're gonna, we're gonna. Let me back up. We're going to recognize our own brokenness. We're going to accept pre-forgiveness. Then we're going to cancel any debt going forward. You don't owe me anything. Okay. We we can start fresh. Our relationship may have to start over, but it can start start clean with a clean slate. And then finally, we want to encourage signs of change. Listen, especially those closest to us when they're trying to change and they're trying to become better and they've hurt you and they've got a habit or they've got a brokenness that is causing them to hurt you far too often we hurt each other because we're hurt and I've got a hurt that hasn't healed yet and I've hurt you because I'm not healed yet what we do is we instead of encouraging things that show signs of change we point out all the times they recommit the sin and we're so focused on them messing up again we don't see the changes they're making i've got a friend and his wife who went through a period of time where they almost got divorced and they almost got divorced because when they were because he was he was lying to her there were all kinds of things he was doing that were wrong in the relationship now she's not perfect either it's always two people but in this case he came clean because god was cleansing his heart after he came clean though, it took his wife a long time to get past the hurt that she had experienced. But she kept moving forward with her husband so that now, years later, they're having, they have a great relationship. But every once in a while, he'll do something that brings back up something that she's seen in the past and it looks like the past. And is he doing it to me again? And those questions come back up. She cancels the debt. And she goes back and she starts marking all the things that are changed and new and different. It takes a long time for some of us to let go of our idols. Killing our idols can take a long time to get over. But listen, we have to do it if we're going to live in healthy relationship. But we also have to let other people who are trying to change be given the chance to change and encouraged when they show signs. When we see them making change, we need to encourage that change in them. Okay. So let me review forgiveness. We're going to, we're going to remember our own brokenness. We're going to accept pre-forgiveness. We're going to cancel the debt. And then we're going to encourage signs of change. We're going to lift those up and we're going to honor those when they happen. If we don't learn to forgive each other, we're going to live with only broken relationships. If we learn to forgive each other, no relationship has to stay broken forever. Now, the second thing we need, though, is integrity. We also have to choose integrity. Now, let's talk about this this word integrity. The word literally means to be single-minded. So there are three things you need to have integrity. The first is this, you need to have clarity, single-minded focus. Okay, Who are you? Who do you want to be? Andy Stanley says this, what story do you want to tell? Because whatever choices you make right now, you're going to someday tell the story of those choices. Right now, specifically, as we launched this podcast, we are locked in our homes and we are going through a struggle financially and many of us are are struggling with work and to figure out what's going on in in school and different things that are going on in our home, in my home. We're struggling with all those same things. And honestly, there are times I look at all this and I go, man, are we overreacting? Are we over responding? And yet, here's the reality. When I look back on this time, I want to know that I did the most loving thing for the most people. And the loving thing right now is to stay, not quarantine, but stay at home. In other words, stay with your home. If you leave your home, only go one at a time. Don't, we don't want to, we want to do physical distancing. Six feet, stay six feet apart. Don't go into work. We, we need this time to protect those most vulnerable among us. We need to protect them. And that clarity of the story I want to tell when this is over, I want to tell the story of how I chose love over my own self. I chose to love people I don't even know over my own self rather than allow the coronavirus to spread even quicker. I chose love for medical people. I chose love for the sick. I chose love for the elderly. I chose love for those who struggle with asthma. I chose love that's the story i want to tell what's the story you want to tell is it clear are you clear about the story you want to tell when you look back on the moment you're in that kind of clarity about who i want to be remembered as who i want to be known as is going to allow me to live single-mindedly in fact uh, i recommend that you take time and write your obituary write out your obituary What is it you hope people say about you when you're gone? And look through that and see if there aren't any themes that come out. I I did this practice and, and I had to go through this. I had to ask myself, what is it that I really want to be my story? And the answer is, he was here for us. That's what I hope people say about me. When this is all said and done and my life gets added up, I hope people say I was here for them. I hope you say I was here for you. It was not about me. It was not about my life. It was not about my hope and my pleasure and my desire. It was not about my greatness. It was about you. It was about you becoming the best you can be and my kids becoming the best they can be and my wife living her best life. That I lived the life it took for my the people in my life to have their best life. I was here for them. That's my desire. That's my hope that when I'm done, people say he was here for us. What is it you want people to say? What stories do you want other people to tell about you when you're gone? Get clear on that because clarity helps us to stay focused on a life we want to move toward. So we need clarity and then we need consistency. Once you set the story, once you set the bar, it's probably higher than where you are, at least I hope it is, and keep moving towards that bar. Consistency. Um, in, in religious world, we talk about holiness. And holiness is not something we achieve. It is a, as Eugene Peterson says, a long walk in the same direction with Jesus by my side. I'm walking with Jesus in one direction. And where is that direction? It's where Jesus has called me to become. It's who Jesus wants me to be. So in religious circles, that's how we talk about it. But you need to ask yourself, who is it I wanna be? And then move in that direction. Be clear with your vision and then consistent in your direction. Now, for most people, that's how they define integrity. He's clear and he's consistent. He's clear and he's consistent. Here's the problem. Hitler was clear and consistent. So we also need this, we need character. We need good character as well. Integrity is a combination of clarity, consistency, and good character. Is your character the kind of character that draws other people in, that brings life and hope and peace to the world? Are you the kind of person that people can depend on and want to be around? Are you a generous person? Are you a giving person? Are you a kind person? Are you a loving person? Now, all of that doesn't mean you're going to be nice all the time and you're not going to say hard things. In fact, if you're going to live with integrity, sometimes you're going to have to say things people don't want to hear because we go back to honesty and to that radical honesty that we talk about. You're going to have to be radically honest with people in order to be the person you said you're going to be. This shows up so often in the simplest form in our calendars, right? We say yes to things we know we're not gonna do. We say no to things that we should do. We don't make choices to set our life and to live with intentionality and because of that so often we end up losing along the way and all of this seven daily choices is about intentionality and it's that choice to decide here's the person i want to be i want to be the most loving the most giving the most generous the most at peace person that people know i want to be the guy they turn to i want to be the kind of person that they want they have around and i want them to think to believe, to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm here for them. I, that's what I want for my life. And I hope you want something similar for yours. And here's the thing, once you're clear about it, once you're consistent with it, then it also needs to have good character attached to it or it will not ignite your world. You will not find the joy that God wants you to have in this life if you are not living with good character and making choices that make the world a better Place, But when we put those two together, I forgive others for their faults. And I live in such a way that people know what they're getting from me and, and they know the kind of person I am going to be and they and it's the kind of person they want to be with and they want to be like. Then what happens is even when I fail, other people are going to give me back blessing and give me back grace because it's not my consistent life. Now, let me say this about character real quick before we close this out on integrity. Character is formed in the prayer closet. In other words, when you get alone with your God or your person, when you get alone with yourself, that's when you decide who you want to be. And I encourage you all to do that. Do the exercise I just mentioned. Get alone with yourself and decide who you want to be. Character is formed in the prayer closet. But listen to me. It is forged in the public square. Some people say that uh, character is who you are when no one's looking. Are you the same person when no one's looking as when they are? Well, today, that has flipped on its head. Character is who you are when everybody's looking. Are you still the same person? When you're behind the scenes and nobody's looking, are you the same person as when you're out in front? Because when you go out in front and you try to live with character and you try to live a life that is fulfilling and loving and kind, some people will bless you and some people will attack you. And can you take the attack? Can you take the fire when people challenge your character and your integrity? When they challenge your consistency and your clarity, will you stand strong anyways will you be strong it's forged in the prayer closet but or it's formed in the prayer closet but it's forged in the fire of the public square so we want to encourage you live with consistency clarity or clarity consistency and character that integrity and with forgiveness and integrity combined we can sustain thriving life with others, because over time, the failures of others and even our own are overcome by a consistent, clear life of character and by the willingness to race to forgiveness. So I encourage you, look at these choices, go back and consider them for yourself and look at your relationships. Where do you have relationships that you need to forgive others? And where are you failing yourself and those around you because you're not living consistently with clarity and character so that you can have a thriving life with others. When you do this, when you live this way, you become the kind of leader people want to follow. I keep talking about how this can optimize your leadership. Listen, it is your relationships and the way you have good relationship with others that optimizes your power. John Townsend, in his book, um, People Fuel, talks about how the the people around us are the difference between those who achieve greatness and those who are just mediocre, and even those who fail. It is all about the people we surround ourselves with. So, do you want to optimize your leadership? Then transform your relationships, sustain thriving life with others by choosing forgiveness and choosing integrity. Hey, if you enjoyed what you like today, we want to encourage you, please uh, subscribe to this podcast, share it with other people and rate and review us. Because when you rate and review us, other people, the algorithms work so that other people get to see and hear these messages and we can help other people become part of this world where we are working together to transform our relationships, optimize our leadership and ignite our world help us ignite the world by rating and reviewing us on itunes or on whatever platform it is that you listen to this podcast on and remember this life is a gift living is a choice and living is measured in relationships so choose relationship today